never really saw anybody in media that was like, oh, like being a chef is something to be proud of, you know, um, being a chef is something that you can actually succeed in and, you know, do a lot of things and, you know, be great, be great, be great. Welcome to what's cooking with the Woodberries. I'm your host, Daquan Woodbury. And I'm your co-host, Nicole Woodbury, and together we run Red Indigo, RBA Cafe, and Loco. And I'm the boss, but she's the real boss. I hate when you say that. But it's true. <laughs> Anyways, meet us here every Monday and we serve the real on family, marriage, and business ownership. Mm-hmm. So, today... You know what? You know what? We're gonna start with, "How are you?" I'm good. I had a pretty productive day. Okay. Had the grandkids. Do? Took them to the doctor and made sure they were good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was that fun? It's tiring. Tiring. Welcome to being a grandmother. You're a double mom. How was your day? Uh, it was good. Did a lot of uh, calls. Did some calls with developers, investors. Uh, worked with the assistant. Um, trained on some stuff. So I think it was a pretty productive day. Okay. What do you want to see this week look like like what would you love this week to look like um today well i guess this week i really kind of want uh for us to kind of figure out what we're going to be doing here in the near future i think that's the big question um got a lot of things coming down a pipeline so we're trying to figure out uh, how we're going to do all of it because we can't be in multiple places at one time. So I think right now we're figuring out if we're going to hire some people, going to let something go. I think that's the conundrum we're sitting in right now. Well, I have a different take on how I think this week is going to go. What I love about what's forming for this week is we're going to have some changes, some additions. Mm-hmm. To make our business grow more. Mm. Why do you think that? Because we have a long-standing partner who's gonna step in and take over. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We, we'll see. We'll see. He's always been my favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. We gonna see. We gonna see. Hmm. So, I feel like um, I feel like it could be good. But um, I think what we're at is, like I said earlier, was uh, we got to find people who really love um, this this business, this um, industry, because it's a hard industry to be in. But, you know, it's very profitable. But, you know, like I said, somebody has to love it rather than just wanting it, you know, wanting to do it for money or, you know cloud or whatever you know they gotta really enjoy being a restaurant owner being in hospitality because you're dealing with people you know your your main thing is people so i think you really gotta find somebody who's kind of people orientated but understands that 
you know, day to day, you're still dealing with that people experience to kind of make the business run. So. And somebody who does it better than me, because you are, no, I am not for the people. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we know. know. The DoorDash drivers be coming in there like, I don't know. The mean ladies here, let me stay outside. But um, I guess... We always like to start with uh, three questions. I mean, you know, we went through two of them. So the last one really would be, um, you know, why are you not where you want to be this week? And I know that's a lot of times, you know, when we kind of talk things like that, it sounds like a negative connotation. But, you know, we talk, we get right to it. So, you know, it doesn't have to be negative. It's just why are you not where you want to be? I think the whole back is just hoping and praying that things work to work well. Um, you kind of get stuck in that as a business owner because you always want to succeed, but you always want to reach for, for more. But the drawbacks to that is we're human, right? And so we have things that that hold us back innately, you know, outside of just the regular things that we add on to ourselves with anxiety and different things. So I would say it's just the hope and the wondering how this is all going to look in two months. Cause guys, we're going to have some stuff to share with you that as we grow within the next few months, you'll be a part of that growth and it's exciting mm-hmm. and it's scary, mm-hmm. but it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So why aren't you where you want to be? Um, for me, you know, I always held myself to a, a high, high standard. So I always had certain dreams and aspirations that I put on a time clock. Um, and as I'm getting older, more mature, I'm learning that, you know, it's not so much where I'm, you know, I'm not where I want to be exactly, but as long as I'm moving how I want to move as long as I'm on that track that I really want to be on you know that I have to finish the race by this time is you know it's not a not such a big deal for me anymore but you know I think I'm not where exactly I want to be simply because I'm not supposed to you know um, I'm a big big thing on you know there's doors that open all the time you know, there's opportunities, opportunities that come all the time. And if you're not ready for them, you know, a lot of people ask for blessings and they ask for a lot of different things, you know, and they're not ready for them. They're not prepared. So I think, you know, the big thing that I'm learning now is I'm, if I'm not somewhere where I, I want to be is because I didn't prepare for it earlier. You know, I didn't do the right steps to get there. So clearly I'm not meant for that. So we can make this a topic separately, but you know, it's not in your time and mm-hmm. it's not your control. So I hear you. I respect it. But we're going to work on that. Mm-hmm. You can make it happen. <laughs> so I think today, you know, being our first episode, I think, we, you know, we're just going to be introducing ourselves, letting Everybody know, you know, who we are, how we started, 
How do we meet? How do we get here? You know? Who are you, Daquan Woodbury? Oh, well, I'm hopefully going to be somewhere in the Forbes magazine, right? Because I've been saying that for a long daggone time. You know, richest black man in the world. I don't know. Something, something like that. Somewhere around there. I don't know. I might take number two because, you know, I think Kanye right now, he's the number one. And, you know, he's one of my favorite rappers. So I'm already sharing a lot of light a little bit. So. Okay. So tell us about yourself. Well, you know, um, I pretty much born in New York. Grew up here in Richmond, Virginia. Came down when I was a little kid. I lived on the north side of Franco, I guess. Um, very, very intelligent kid. Came up, um, you know, uh, my dad really trained me on a lot of things really early. He really uh, let me into um, a lot of the adult things very early of, you know, how to run a business, how to take care of yourself, how to pay bills. You know, a lot of things that some people might hide from their kids and stuff like that. So, you know, just to make their life easier, I always say, you know, my dad was like the Joe Jackson of business. He was like, all right, you're going to figure this stuff out and learn it early. And the big thing he used to always tell me is you got a lot to learn, a little bit of time learning. it. And I was like six. I was like, well, how about only have a little bit of time on six? So I had a lot of time, but that didn't matter. <laughs> But I guess that led me, you know, to being very successful very early, you know, so I didn't have to go through a lot of the things that my peers had to go through. And, you know, I kind of skipped the whole of my 20s. So I went from being a teenager to probably 30, 35, you know, already getting into a career, looking for a family, looking to buy a house, owning cars, you know, things like that, not really just out kind of putzing around, gallivanting the town, you know. I think I might have went to two clubs in my whole life, and I've been to zero concerts in my whole life. <laughs> I think I went to, it was a mini concert, it wasn't a, like, big, big one, but I think he was playing somewhere here that um, the dream came. Yeah, that's old, right? I'm old. Everybody know what the dream is no more, right? But he's a good, he's a good artist, I'm telling you. So he going to have his run again. So how you became a chef? Like, how did you? So, I mean, I think it's better that, you know, because that's a, that's, that's a long kind of deal. But the, the simple answer, right, is because of you. So I guess you asking me, how did I become a chef? But you told me to become a chef. That's the deal. No, what I said was <laughs> be that lawyer. Oh, word. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I didn't want to do that. So, but as per usual, you don't listen. It's true, true, true. But I feel like you know when I um, figured it out, figured out that I didn't want to be a lawyer. Um, you know what I've been saying my whole life, and that was a big shift because you know I went to school, got the undergraduate, finished, was like, oh okay, what do I really want to do? And it was like, uh. I don't really want to do this, even though I've been telling everybody I want to do this my whole life. So, but you know, at one point I came came into myself and realized that I want to do something that I love, 
and you know I want to make that my career so I can enjoy you know making money enjoy supporting my family um that's the real reason you know I guess why I became a chef but I think you know that's that's simple short answer I guess we can get into that later but how about you who are you Nicole Adrian Proctor Woodbury So Nicole Woodbury is (laughs) from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised, Um, have traveled through some states and landed in New York for some time for regrouping. And then the task was on into finding my future. So I decided to change my careers, have a midlife crisis and went from business management to medical healthcare. And I came to Richmond and within two days of me here, I was in class to become an EMT. Knew nothing about Richmond. It's not enough. It's pretty uh, simple kind of city. Way you different know, than New York. But I enjoyed it because it gave me a space to learn. So any state that I've lived in, I've conquered where, I, where I've, I've been. You know, I get up, I go, I find, I seek, I search. And then I come back and I then grow and get tired. So... We're close to the tiredness of Richmond, but anyway, um, and then from there, I joined a rescue squad, ran that for seven years, and decided to get more deeper into healthcare and becoming a nurse, and that landed me into a cardiology office that I shared with still currently on the part-time side, right? Mm -hmm. But for four and a half solid years, full-time. Imagine you, you're going to have, what, three different businesses, about to be four, and you decide to say you're still part-time at another another job? Like, how much you want to do? I enjoy um, working with patients. It's it's odd, because I'm not for the people, but I love working with my patients. Um, anyway, so then last year, you and I, with major probing from you, Mm -hmm. decided that I should join a team full time. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it so far. Short answer is it's great. I just want us to get to bigger potential. Mm -hmm. I want to get to that hump that. We cross. Mm. You sitting on the beach. You can't have a business that you don't want to work. <laughs> I don't know. I, oh, I know. Because it's great know. because you oh, okay. worked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't give that up. Right. Okay. So anyway, we're here, and yeah. so let's go. Let's take the people back. So you want to tell it. Should I tell it? How do we meet? 
I think my versions are a lot better, a lot more. So we met um, as I was in school. Um, I was a server at IHOP. You remember mm. that? Mm. And leaving my shift one day, I saw two gentlemen sitting at a table. Mm. And um, one you didn't know was a gentleman. Could have been a child. Could have been anything. We don't know. So a conversation was started. You know, I'm visiting from New York. This is your uncle. Um, and I said, oh, okay, well, um, have you been anywhere? And he said, no. I said, well, we're going to do karaoke at um, one of the local bars and grills mm-hmm. in Richmond. And... Um, he said, yeah, you know, I'll come out and meet. So he met you and your uncle, met myself and one of my good friends um, at this bar and grill. And somehow, we'll leave all those details out. Mm. Even the details up, out. I end up sitting next to you mm-hmm. at the bar. Mm-hmm. Thirsty. While thirsty. you were drinking your orange Fanta. Yeah, see, I wasn't thirsty because I was drinking. And we went to play pool after, Mm. right? After Mm. we finished. And that was it. That was it. You you tried to call me over for a nightcap, but it didn't. (laughs) But it didn't work because I was taught better. Uh, Here come the lies. And you cooked for me. Two days later, you invited me over mm. for dinner after mm. you found a reason for your uncle to leave. Mm. He had to go back. He had life in New York. What do you mean? Found a reason. He had to go. And I carded you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, he had to prove. My, and didn't believe my government issued ID. Mm. <laughs> but your food that night was amazing. Mm-hmm. You remember what you cooked? Um. Yeah, it was the penne, penne pasta, the with the Italian sausage, my um, my special sauce that's like a mixture of tomato sauce and barbecue sauce. With the cheese. At the time, though, it was not the mixture. It was just. The it barbecue. was just the tomato base. Oh really? And then oh, I didn't get there yet. Hmm. We I started was... realizing that tomatoes wasn't. No, it didn't sit right with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so you changed the version. Yeah. yeah. Um, we sold a lot of that under catering, under mm-hmm. Red Indigo. Yeah, Jeez. that was like one of the main <laughs> You pushed them. Hitters. Yeah, I was you like, You pushed that and I was like, crack cocaine on a quarter. Yeah, I, I was like, this got me and my wife, so this must make everybody else happy, right? Yeah. And then we cooked. We have cooked ever since then, yeah. up until we got the restaurant. I mean, mm-hmm. we spent a lot of time in the kitchen cooking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So can I now tell a real story? Since I'm just <laughs> telling the half story, you've got sixty seconds. Sixty seconds. Six seconds. All right. Cool. You can, you can time it. So look, went to went to IHOP, minding my business, you know, trying to just get some pancakes, and you know, this lady came from the side, talking about can she help us, but even though she was off, right, and saying, oh, okay, she's. Can, can she help us? And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Well, I didn't really say anything. My uncle said most of the talking. You were silent. I was silent. I wasn't a real ladies' man at the time. I don't like approaching women. I just stayed to myself. I ain't thirsty like y'all. So, anyway, they got to talking. Oh, I'm from New York. Oh, you from New York. Oh, okay, whatever, whatever. Let's 
go hang out because we from New York. We don't know each other from Timbuktu, but hey, we from New York, so must be nice people, right? So anyway, we go out. Yeah, you sit beside me. Start talking to me. Um, yeah, I was talking about some crazy stuff because I think he was saying uh, your friend. She's talking about her kids. You was talking about your kids. And I think the time you said, what, come on, it was 17, oldest son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, this is done. We need to go. They don't have a comparative. 17 means what? You know, 17 means, um, I don't know. It can't get there yet. Cause, so what I did was, so I was there, right? And I, think, I don't even know how old my uncle was at the time. He was over 30. And... Um, yeah, I was clearly over 30. So I think I said, what? I think I was 27 at mm-hmm. the time. That's what I said. That's correct. That was a whole lie. But Entire. I, and it wasn't even a good enough lie because I was still way older than that. So <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. But either way, I came in and I said I was 27. Um, trying to not make any waves. Went through the whole night. Got to the end of the night because I want y'all to know I'm not no, you know, not a real liar. I'm not really good. Lying takes too much energy, so I had to let it You're go. You're doing after a while. wonderful job right now. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so got to the end of the night. Somebody, because she skipped this part. Somebody asked me to make breakfast that night. So she already was gearing up. You can be slaving over this uh, eggs and bacon early, All right? So she was like, "Oh, you should come over and make some breakfast." It's like I don't know you, but you got to come to my house. So, anyway, didn't come over, but you did come over two days later. I cooked for you. You ate the food. It was good. Then you fell asleep. First night, fell asleep, snoring. Good. Just out. Just good. Getting a good sleep. That's fine. Wasn't, wasn't upset. You know, I was like, okay, let her sleep. Let her sleep for a little bit of time. But we hung out. Ever since that day. Mm-hmm. Every, every day. single day. Never see each other every hour of the day. So it was good. But Yikes. and you still go to sleep no matter what. <laughs> it's that voice you have. Oh right, right. It's that monotone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, so we that's our beginning journey. And from there, you know, we actually went to school together. Went to um I you was doing your um medical degree i was doing my culinary degree graduated together you know i think that was both like our second time third time going in school doing something different and i think we in well i guess going back we ended up you know getting married right Mm -hmm. and do you remember what we did so i worked at ihop Mm. And we were we weren't married yet, but mm. we end up doing night shifts, oh, yeah, graveyard yeah, yeah. shifts together oh, at yeah, IHOP. Yeah, we yeah. did we that was, for a few. So that's that's where I really got RV Cafe because we did the graveyard shift together, and we was the only two servers overnight. And so we'd be running all of IHOP in the middle of the night with all drunk people by ourselves, with the cooks in the back, and we just running the whole entire restaurant. The drunks liked you better. You made yeah. more money than I did. Hey, that was good. That, that was, we was rocking and rolling though. Like. <laughs> kind of missed that because that was easy money just i had to cook the food i had to worry about what it tastes like just bring it out here you don't like a food? okay go get another one <laughs> that was that was legit that was fun and that really trained us to 
be successful. Now we don't even last a month on our graveyard shift at the restaurant. Oh, yeah, we done. We hold, we washed. <laughs> Came in there at night, like dying by two o'clock in the morning. Oh, God. But yeah, so got married. And so the real interesting part, because, you know, at the beginning we said the things that we, the, the rest, the businesses that we own, mm-hmm. um, started with Red Indigo. So you remember how we came up with that name? Remember how? Remember where that came from? Yeah, we were on our honeymoon, mm-hmm. and we were in Bally's. We were at Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and Bally's at the time had a room decor of denim and red. Mm-hmm. And in what your was true, red? What was denim? The drapes, I believe. Was denim, mm-hmm. and the bread spread was mm-hmm. crimson. The bed. sheets was red. <laughs> the sheets was, it was red. the throw, like mm-hmm. the duvet. <laughs> and um, you push this per usual. What do you want to name? And I'm like, why do we have to think about this now? And I just looked married. around the room, and I'm like, we kind of went with denim, and and mm-hmm. then we ended up with red indigo. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't even know that you um you know registered that title because mm-hmm. you did that when I was out working. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't even tell me. Yeah, I went to the um registrar business, the IRS ring, got a tax ID that same same year actually cuz mm-hmm. I mean Got Maybe a few later months later. No, no, no. Because, I mean, the year was... Got married in November. So, I mean, right. by December, I've already had did it. So, that's where Red Indigo came from. And um, we just knew we were going to do dinner, right? We just... Uh, we kind of talked about that. I think we talked about it. But I think you always wanted to do something breakfast. Breakfast, yeah. And he was like, oh, let's close early in the day. Be done. Be out of there. And things <laughs> like that. And I was like, no, no, no. We got to... We got to do lunch. We got to do dinner. We got to do all of it. You know, got to take it well, all. You're, this, all. you're this expiring chef. So uh-huh. you just have all these great ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And now we just make eggs and pancakes. Mm-hmm. And make some good eggs and some good pancakes. And the French toast. French toast. I was going to say, I think the French toast tops it. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, um, you know, from there, we, we got married. We started up business on our honeymoon, right? Which is. I mean, relationship goals, right? That's what everybody say. That's what that is, because you know, what do you have if you know you can't start a business with the one you just decided to spend the rest of your life with, right? So, did that. Um, I think we were still went to school, mm-hmm. finished school. I mm-hmm. started working at Wegmans. You started working at your job at VCS. Mm-hmm. You know, so we was doing our thing in our careers and stuff like that. And then you wanted to push a ticket because you're mm-hmm. just never happy. Mm-hmm. You wanted to buy a house. Yep. And buy a house. So then you became a chef at? Uh, Metro. Metro, Metro Diner. Diner. So I did. Yeah, so that was the other breakfast place I did. <laughs> you know, did that. Got a lot of information. You did eggs there, huh? Yeah, did eggs. Flipped eggs. It was good money. It was like, I think they was paying like. 15, 14, 15 No, I thought it was like 16 Yeah, $15, $16 a fish from eggs. I would. Somebody bring me back. Can I get a job again? <laughs> I had to move. I had to go nowhere. Just sit there and do eggs. That was the easiest thing ever. And I got there. And I was like, oh, my God, you're so good. 
You're so quick. I was like, well, you're just throwing eggs. What do you mean? We ain't, even, we ain't even moving around nowhere. We just flipping eggs. So about? we so we use that yeah footage to build our house, our first home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We built our house that year. Was that 2017? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and after you know, you still weren't satisfied. Still weren't satisfied, but after that, um, you know, I had stopped working at Wegmans, um, and. You know, that year, I guess I went full time in 2018, you know, in my business. I think in the middle of that, I was kind of doing hustle jobs while I was, um, you know, trying to grow mm-hmm. Red Indigo as a catering business, as a personal chef business. So, you know, I was doing um, the Instacart. Mm-hmm. That was when it first started. That was some good money before it got mm-hmm. kind of silly, you know, starting to learn about Uber, DoorDash, all those things. I don't think I really went into it like that, but I you know, started learning, you know, how to do those. And I think you knew what, you know, about Instacart and Uber um, and Uber Eats and things like that. So that year we kind of hustled and he worked full time. I guess she was the breadwinner at that time, making all the money. I was trying to figure out what we was going to do with And ourselves. then you got bored again. Yep, 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 yep. So that was good. No, I didn't get bored. Yeah, because, that's how RV no, Cafe came about. No, RV came, Cafe came about because I needed a space. So I started, the business started growing, started doing catering orders. I was doing two or three a week, 25, 35, 50 people, you know, and most people will say, you know, you, you start at your house, and, you know, you're trying to do it. And obviously that's not. Which is supposed to do. It's so. not the way. Yeah, not the way. Not not legal at all either. So, um, you know, it's kind of doing it under the table. But then I started, you know, getting um, some actual clients, some actual people who were like, hey, heard about your food. And we were doing meal planning. Yeah. We were doing so meal every planning. Sunday mm-hmm. we were delivering. Oh, yeah. Because oh, we went in to that. And yeah. so starting our big cafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Got some bigger clients and, you know, they was requesting, you know, your proof of insurance. And it was like, okay, where can we find you? And I was like, nowhere. (laughs) So, you know, started, you know, thinking about, you know, renting kitchens and, you know, renting out spaces to do bigger events and things like that. And, you know, I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any financial sense. So I need to figure out a space for us to have our own restaurant, have our own space to do something. Yeah, but you you went looking for a commercial space, kind of receiving what was out there. And then you came back home because enough isn't enough for mm-hmm. Daquan Woodbury. Mm-hmm. And you said, I found a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I said, what? Daquan, right I sent corner. you outside to look for a commissary kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Found a whole restaurant right around the corner, right in our backyard, too. Um, found Amazing. a restaurant. Um, the owners there wanted to, they wanted to kind of retire, move to Florida. And I was like, okay, well, I'm trying to move in. And the stars kind of aligned and it was meant to be because. They wanted you to keep their, mm -hmm. their recipes and their tradition. Good of a timing, you know, Mm -hmm. way too good of a timing on that to say, you know, the exact time they was looking to sell or get, get out. You know, I was looking to come in and, you know. We made it happen from there. So, uh, 2018, December. December 1st. December 2018. 1st, we um, officially took over RVA Cafe. Had a grand opening of the sorts. 
And I mean, it just kind of blew up from there. Um, Do you remember when we used to count the tickets? Yeah, yeah, we used to count the tickets every single day. We used to count up the money that we was making, make sure we was going to have enough money to pay the rent. We would get excited. (laughs) We would get what? I think at the beginning, I think... uh, 400. I think, yeah, we made what $400 in a day. We was like, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't know how we're going to make it. I think it was like a Saturday and I mean, we was like, oh my God, how are we going to make this happen? But do you remember Christmas in three weeks? And we thought, <laughs> let's let's have a friends and family. Let's have a friends and family mm-hmm. Christmas breakfast. And we invited everyone, mommy, mm-hmm. Natalie, Zoe, yeah. Miss Leah, you mm-hmm. know, all of them were there. And we had to cook their food in between all the tickets all the we tickets, got. Because we didn't realize, oh, we the only people open. And even people though came anybody, in to eat. Yeah. They kind of snuck in like we had a table over in the yeah. corner. And the t- yeah, I'm thinking nobody knew about us. Nobody coming. No, it was it was wild. It was crazy. And it just kept going up from there. From there. So, I mean, it's been definitely a blessing. Definitely, you know, thankful for all of the, the success we've had. I feel like it's been... I don't want to say easy, but it's been something, um, something great that, you know, I really didn't know. Yeah, I was doing a lot of stuff in the background. You know, I worked a lot of the apps. You know, I worked um, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. This is really, you know, early in those days, you know, way, way before 2020 when people were kind of forced to, you know, do it and get it. Um, so I was doing that from then and. You know, we started getting a lot of deliveries, you know, had me. We started hiring drivers. Hiring drivers. Well, yeah, at first it was just me and Ali, my uncle. In the week. In and the then week. the three of us and on the weekend. Yeah, he would literally go in. He would literally come in, help me. If a customer came in, he would seat them. He would give them the food, then go out on the delivery, hoping he gets back before they finish eating to come clear the table. It was rough. I don't know how he was doing it. Because I was cooking, serving Taking the order, answering the phone, answering the phone, making the order, packaging the order, clearing a table, getting them juice, getting them coffee. It was rough, but we made it. So we did made it happen. And then we decided to get a fleet of delivery drivers. Yep, yep, yep. So now so. we're manually, mm-hmm. so we're manually doing deliveries throughout Richmond. Yeah, 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 yeah. What so. were we thinking? Yeah, so you know, I was, <laughs> somehow I figured out. Oh, well, if you do your own deliveries. You can make it, you know, you have a lot more control and then you can decide how much you want to charge and different things like that. And you can go as far as you want to you can get real creative on Grubhub and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, just pretty much trying to survive, you know, doing whatever I can, make sure we can go to hot spots on the map, you know, short pump mm-hmm. downtown, you know, somewhat of right across the river, Midlothian area, you know. Just going wherever we could. Whoever wanted to buy some RV Cafe French toast, right? Here you go. So, and I mean, it grew and it grew until it was too much. And we couldn't keep up. <laughs> and stuff started being late. We didn't have enough drivers. And then I had to figure out more drivers and more staff. And you forced me because I was in there cooking by myself. He was like, you cannot do this by yourself. You need to hire somebody. You need to hire some chefs. You need to get somebody in here. So we ended up getting some more chefs. Turned some drivers into chefs. <laughs> so, He's still my favorite. Yep, yep, yep. So I mean, it's it's been it's been great. Um, you know, how do you feel like our 
you know, journey doing that because that, that was rough. You know, we was working around the clock. You know, how, how do you feel like it affected, say, us being married or even like our our home life with the kids? <laughs> what, the empty cupboards <laughs> and the, the then 12, 13-year-old, I'm hungry and walking mm. up to the restaurant. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think really it it grew us as a family and although and I won't make this that right but although we've had some losses along the way whatever those are right and whatever that looks like I think it really built us for this next level Mm. because there was not going to be this next level if we didn't get our shit together Mm-hmm. Period. Plain talk, bad manners. It wasn't going to work. And even for our children and our grandchildren, they know that grandma and papa are doing what they can to keep mm-hmm. this legacy going. Mm-hmm. And so I think that having to grow to that height brought us to Loco. Mm-hmm. The new and definitely deserved local delivery app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we we're gonna get rid of Woodbury and we're gonna call ourselves Nicole and Daquan Loco. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're going, right? Loco, right? But right. We eat, sleep, drink, yeah, <laughs> deliver, Loco. deliver every day. Oh, and goodness. so we automated this wild world mm-hmm. of this map that I thought that would bring us life, right? Remember I bought the map <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. I color coded it and it's still mm-hmm. sitting up on that wall right now. And we automated it. Yeah. And I think it has been probably one of our best projects to date. Yeah, I mean, I feel like what I practiced the whole time on all the other apps, you know, figuring out how to, you know, be successful in there, you know, it led us to being able to have our own, you know, and that can also help our local community here in Richmond, you know, we plan to move it other places so we can help other communities, you know, so I think, you know, the, the stigma behind delivery with all the other apps is that, you know, it's not fair to take a lot of percentage, um, you know, especially now, you know, after 2020 happened, you know, everybody was forced to do it. So whether before it was more of like, oh, OK, it's a choice. I want to do it. I don't want to do it, whatever. But as soon as we shut down and restaurants had to depend on delivery, well, they had to adapt. I mean, yeah. you no longer no could choice. come and sit down and, yeah. and, and have it. <laughs> and I mean, it is funny because, you know, everybody has like conspiracies and tinfoil hats and oh, my God, what's the government doing and blah, blah, blah. And where did COVID come from? If you ask me, I say, well, COVID definitely benefited the delivery apps. So if anybody had any hand in it, it had to be somewhere around that. Because, I mean, they were perfectly lined up, to, I mean, set up just for that. Just, just come in, in and mm-hmm. it's almost like it was a forced monopoly on to them. Like they didn't even have to get the market. It was like people were flocking towards you to get it, you know, I think. I mean, they grew by billions of dollars in one year, you know, so I feel like us now starting this app, you know, to 
put the power back into the restaurant's hands so that they have you know ownership of it of it and they have a say so and it's not charging them ridiculous amounts i mean i feel like that's a real powerful thing i agree you know i'd say and not wearing my tinfoil hat and definitely not bringing religion or anything in any of this but we definitely um we needed a reset in this world and whether we want to agree or we want to buy into it or not we needed to do things differently and i'm gonna tell you what i think about as i say this we're gonna be like the jetsons soon (laughs) we might start (laughs) i mean we got tesla that's just you know we test drove that Mm -hmm. as a little um, camaraderie my car (laughs) I brought that to you to the restaurant. And said, and she yeah, bought get the in low it. class. Guys. She bought the low class. I didn't want that. But I want the hundred thousand one. But I, we're gonna I want get the one there. that drive up to you. You press a button and it opens the door. That's the one I want. I don't want no car that's driving. You know, I don't like driving. So I'm be the first one, first day with, with the auto drive button at because I'm trying to do this. And then what it really had, see, this people really don't know. So you could play Mario Kart. In the daggone Tesla with the wheel and the and the, the gas pedal and the brake. That's the real I brought you stuff. the car to test drive it. That's the real end. I did not tell you to test drive <laughs> the game inside of the That was the real car. fun part. You sit in park and play the daggone Oh, this is that's what I'm trying to get the car for. But it needs something because you gotta go to little to little uh stations to power up and stuff, so you need to do something. Well, we needed a reset. I will tell you, you know, this world needed to come together and figure some things out. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, we'll stop here with the business ventures because those are the solid ones that we have yeah. been rocking and working. Um, and then, as we say, every week we'll be coming with new, you know, um, business partnerships. Mm-hmm. Business, family, family, marriage, because it's affected us. Because I was surprised you didn't go there. Because I don't know, for a little bit I thought you was gonna have my head rolling down Broad Street or something. Because uh, you wasn't really happy all the whole time. It might be yeah. happy now, but you know, you're definitely real. We upset definitely for a while don't want to portray that. This is not what you hey, want to do for you your first real? episode. Yeah, just not today. Mm-hmm. We'll hold off. <laughs> It was good though, I and mean, we made it. So, but I mean, it's and, definitely hard. And we're on here. All parts. Yeah. So, actually, I missed one. So now we're able to partner with a great team, and we're gonna be broadcasting weekly. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be recording, and yeah, yeah, and yeah. this will also evolve, right? Because you're thinking about cooking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, on every episode, one of the things aside from the nuggets that we can bring to the table we'll be drinking some fine wine mm-hmm. and eating some good food yeah so we'll be having a menu and yep, yep, you know yep. showing people what to eat mm-hmm. you know you're gonna be pairing it with your wine yeah you know, might be not might not be the traditional wine parents people are used to but we're gonna drink some good wine you okay. know but i mean it's gonna be cool because i mean what do we have we have rva cafe red indigo loco what are we going to call the other one? Because you know we got, you got a business that you want to start soon. <laughs> you know, we'll get all there. all these are mine, but, you know, these are my ideas that I was pressing and you just decided to, you know, support me, make me great. 
you know, so now we gotta, know. we gotta we'll do your there. thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. we'll, we'll find my thing. Okay. We'll materialize that as, as time comes along. Cool, cool, um, cool. So this was great. Um, how do you feel? I feel good. I feel like it's going to be good for the listeners, good for everybody, good for us. You know, um, I, I really feel like, you know, the big thing for me is people, a lot of people, when they get to a certain point in life, um, you know, they, they go back and they tell their story. But it's like, okay, they're, they're already successful. They're mm-hmm. already millionaires. They're already, you know, retired. They're already living life. And, mm-hmm. you know, now we can tell the story in the middle. You know, we're still working. We still show up to our business every single day, all day. So it's not like we out here on the beach and we don't have nothing else to do. So now let's, you know, start a podcast, you know. It's like, no, we can talk about it while we're in it. So you can feel what we feel. And it can be, you know, informative and, you know, very personal because, mm-hmm. you know, everybody wants to start a business, but they don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. That like grit said, that yeah. holds you and sucks you in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to stop there. Well, I mean, it's a business, <laughs> you know, and, you know, we're lucky. You know, I count myself the luckiest because, you know, I was able to start a business with my wife, you know. So that was the best thing because, you know, we already committed to each other for life so i gotta come home to you every day and but then you're the one who, keep, who who's keeping me accountable the most but then you know it's not as a business partner where you know okay i'm going my way you're going your way and if we get in a tussle or argument about business it's that's it if i get in a tussle <laughs> about a business thing with you but then i gotta hear it again when i get home from the wife so now you done took that and transformed to a wife. Now I'm getting screamed at. Now I can't say nothing. Or we can have like the the boy, <laughs> who's like, "Are y'all still on the phone? You're upstairs yeah. on the third floor, and you're on the second floor. Why are y'all on the phone?" <laughs> yeah, so I think this is gonna be really good for the people who really want, you know, to live a good life, good, have a good marriage, you know, but want to be an entrepreneur at the same time because you know it, it has easy. to be a whole entire team effort. Mm-hmm. You know, that person that you're with has to understand that. It's not gonna be fun. It's gonna look fun later, and it might look fun on TV. But being an entrepreneur is not fun at all. Oh, I agree. <laughs> well, um, I just want to say thank you for um, bringing me along on this journey. Mm-hmm. And I am not an out there person, so I don't like my <laughs> voice out anywhere. I don't like to take pictures. Mm-hmm. But yet here I am. Here we are. Food up. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. With the Ooh, cool.